the, I think the unasked question is the most dangerous to answer because it it's like this thing that, hey, here's the answer to this question you've never asked. Okay, so that's trash. Uh -huh. You know, whereas the moment you actually ask the question, why am I here? Is there a God? Does he love me? And you mean it, then those are, those are going to drive you to your own discovery. Uh -huh. And that's something that I think is the the only way that the Holy Spirit works. It's, it's, it's like one of those things where, where it has to be His work. Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. We are very excited to have Eric McClanahan on the podcast this week, founder of iNeverGlow.com and the front runner of the CCM Twitter hashtag, big time music fan and Swishfit fan. And if you're on Twitter at all, you may have seen his CCM and other music related tournament polls that he's been running this year. Eric, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Hey, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. So yeah, we're both big Swishfit fans and we have also though, not just them, but we have a ton of musical tastes that are similar. So I love following your stuff on Twitter. Um, I wanted to mention that, you know, you're a big falling up fan and that's awesome for me to, to see because I love falling up. Oh, they, awesome. Uh, when they stopped making music, I was super bummed. They came back, they quit again. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if yeah. they'll come back another time, but they um, are that, uh, their singer, Jesse did tease something. So who knows? Could be something yeah. coming up. Yeah. I think, uh, you and I will differ a little bit as far as our specific love for them though. Cause I was actually, I was a bigger fan of their earlier days with the rock rap uh, combo okay. and their okay. electric, electric live shows. Incredible. <laughs> but you know, I still did really appreciate uh, their later work, their, uh, you know, the stories and experimentation. And, and uh, personally, if you're listening to this and, and don't know much about following up, I, I would recommend people go listen to uh, midnight on Earthship. Um, in addition to your sparkling death cometh, um, mm -hmm. I think that those are some of the best albums that some people have never heard. So go check that out for sure. I agree, one hundred percent. Let's talk about your uh, your Twitter tournaments, especially. There's some Switchfoot connections in there. I think the biggest one that you did, I don't know if it was the first one or not, but um, basically CCM favorite artists, right? Yes, the yeah the Christian music tournament, I guess is what it was really called. Yeah. And Switchfoot made it all the way to the championship. They beat some powerhouses on the way through. Um, and so they lost in the championship game to Five Iron Frenzy. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you, do you, I saw that Switchfoot, they, they were a little late to the party. They, <laughs> they posted about it, I think, a day or so after the poll ended. So do you think they would have won if they posted beforehand? Uh, I, my guess is that they probably would have. Yeah, um, it was pretty close, I think. Yeah, I, I. How many Twitter followers do they have? A few hundred thousand, probably. Yeah, I think so. So I, I would think that they would have had a good chance of taking it if they had put something out there beforehand. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if it was a strategic thing that they wanted to, you know, give Five Iron a chance. Though I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that it didn't really work for Five Iron because when they were up against Rich Mullins, they tweeted like, Hey, everybody go vote for Rich Mullins. Reverse psychology. Yeah. So that was cool though. I mean, I don't know if you can even, 
remember and, and, and think about like how many artists and people were, were part of that, that came across it and they were posting it, not just on Twitter, but other platforms. Just really cool. Like what made you just kind of, is it just a love of music that made you do that? And then were you surprised by the reaction of everybody? Uh, yeah, I mean the, I've been on Twitter for probably since like 2009 and, uh, for the majority of that time, music's always been my focus. It's always been my main hobby. And, you know, I had, you know, a group of friends on there that I've always chatted with, but it never, you know, became something that a lot of people saw my, my posts and things like that. And, um, I had a few tweets before the tournament talking about, um, like choose one album out of, out of four, you know, and, uh, people would choose the one that they liked and those kind of gained some traction and I got some new followers and, uh, a guy named Dave, uh, uh, contacted me and said, you should do a March Madness tournament with March coming up. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And, uh, I got Josh Baylog who is just incredibly knowledgeable about CCM. Um, came on and uh helped me so um that's kind of how that got started very cool i saw it was like Stephen curtis chapman was in on it um i'm trying to think. just just so many artists which is really cool to see him come together and and uh post about it yeah jars of clay uh sanctus real commented wanted to know why they weren't in it <laughs> uh yeah Stephen curtis chapman amy grant uh commented it. on it uh yeah a lot of, a lot of was, artists got involved i was following along with the comments as well from fans and and one kind of repeated comment that i was like what is happening there were so many people asking who nf was and i was like <laughs> come on people nf is the greatest rapper on the planet if you ask me oh he's so good i yeah. agree I'm, I'm not a huge hip-hop person but um i love his stuff i went yeah. and bought his whole uh cd uh catalog <laughs> recently yep really good stuff so now you got some other stuff you had uh, like the smash hit tournament and then the tooth and nail one i think i'm not sure if there's one still currently going but um is yeah, there the, one currently going right now yeah the tooth and nail tournament is in the final four right now nice so that'll be wrapping up uh the end of the week probably and uh i've got some ideas for another one so I guess I'm addicted to it now, and I just yeah going one right after the other. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, if, if you like any kind of Christian music at all, you've got to got to follow Eric on Twitter uh, at I Never Glow. Um, super fun to follow and take part in these tournaments and more. So, when it comes to your Switchfoot fandom, I know I saw a couple of your uh, articles. Is like the you know top albums or favorite songs you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go and, and and look, but I don't know if if you had like an estimation of how many switch for records or songs like made some of those lists for you, if you've been a, a big fan for a long time. Um, let's see. Switchfoot in my top 250 albums, I think new way to be human and beautiful letdown. I think both made that one. Nice. Um, for top songs, uh, I think only hope is in there and let that be enough, which we're going to talk about. Uh, think is also in the top 200 or, or so i can't remember exactly but they're all both of those were really you know in the so i consider certain part of it even if they didn't make that 200 but i think they may have yeah 
very cool. They've got the, of course, the beautiful letdown tour, uh, 20 year kind of reunion coming up. Um, I have, I'm very excited. I'm going to go see them at the Ryman and in, in Nashville. And I've never been, of course, this is legendary, uh, venue. Um, we, we almost went to colony house, um, couldn't end up going. And there's some other shows we've looked at going, but can't think of a better first time at the legendary venue at the Ryman than going to see my personal favorite album, uh, the beautiful letdown, uh, and, and the reunion and obviously the re-recorded version and all that good stuff. So yeah, do you have any other like fun, any, any plans to see them or have you, have you seen them before? Uh, we, uh, I went and saw them, uh, their Christmas tour. I can't remember what it was called. Um, back, uh, in December, I think in Cincinnati, my, uh, my mom is actually a really big Switchfoot fan. And, uh, she was, she had made the comment, a couple months before, she said, I really want to see Switchfoot before I die. I was like, well, let's make it happen. And I looked up, saw they were coming to Cincinnati, and we took the trip. And it's, it's probably become my favorite Switchfoot memory out of the 25 years or so that I've been a fan. So, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned where, you know, Let That Be Enough is a song we're talking about. When I think of especially the early era of this band, the two songs that you mentioned are the two that come to the top of my mind. Um, so obviously only hope and then let that be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have this kind of uncanny way of taking a, a simple message, making it incredible. This is like a simple uh, short song, but just this, just a beautiful tune um, that we will talk about. And a little bit of a fun fact about the song. Some people may or may not know. I, I think a lot of people probably know about, uh, the song 24 was written the day before John's 25th birthday. Let that be enough was also written a day before one of his birthdays. You know, of course the line that people may know is that I was born this Thursday, 22 years ago, but it was in fact, actually, you know, the day before. And I saw this interview, John was talking about how he loves writing a song the day before a birthday, because it's kind of like this, uh, this like landmark of your own life and, and makes you think about, your own mortality and kind of makes you reflective. So pretty cool to, to know that two of their iconic songs were both written a day before a birthday of his. Um, why did you choose this one uh, other than it being one of your favorites? Um, I was, I was really torn between this and, and playing for keeps. Um, and when, the more I thought about it, the more I thought they, they kind of play off each other and, uh, let that be enough is kind of the one that I, I know the, the most um, that I still listen to very regularly. So um, I went with that one for that reason. Yeah, this is one too that if you like go on YouTube, you see a lot of people covering it. I, I've covered it. Uh, Tyler Davis and I, when you know, we did that um, kind of COVID live stream thing, we made sure this one made the set list and it's just a ton of fun to sing. And um, I think lyrically, this incredible chorus, but like when just that last part of the chorus, like let me know that you love me and let that be enough, like makes me reflective. We're kind of in this, uh, you know, very performance based world where there's like, feel like a lot of fake love or conditional love that gets thrown around and, and that can impact our relationship with God, our relationship with others. Like I need to perform and maybe God will love me kind of mentality. Um, but yeah. I think in, in my own my own prayer life. I just want to be reminded that God loves me for who I am, you know, not what I do, not what I've done, but I, I need that reminder. And John has talked about before about this song, a, a 
very prayerful, um, just remind me that, you know, and let that be enough. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, my whole life I've kind of struggled with, with anxiety and, and things like that. And so I, I often need to remind myself that God will supply all my needs and to cast all my cares on him. And that's where, you know, the song really hits me hard. It's something that I would probably benefit from listening to every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I have at times had, you know, a more, uh, a hoarder's mentality with like my music collection. Like at one time I had over 4,000 CDs and records and it's like, when is it enough? Like at what point am I going to be satisfied with this? I already have more than I can ever, um, you know, fully digest. And, uh, you know, it can be that way with, you know, food or dopamine rushes or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, there, I think we all have things that we struggle with knowing, you know, that we don't really need all these things. I was thinking too, this song doesn't really get lumped in with those four songs that are, um, let your love be strong. Your love is strong. Uh, your love is enough. Your love is a song. It doesn't really get lumped in with those, but it, it could, I mean, just Mm. that, because I mean, even, even that fact of let, you know, let that be enough. And then later on in a solo career, he sings your love is enough. So again, just that reminder and like, Easier said than done, but, you know, I should not worry about the approval of man or, you know, really worry about anything. The God of the universe loves me and and that should be enough and I should be content, um, even if I'm going through some stuff in life. But um, found a couple couple quotes from John. Um, One kind of alludes to what I was talking about as far as when he wrote it. Um, He said the song was written and recorded on the same day, which is pretty wild. Wow. Written and recorded on the same day, October 21st, he said, I was looking out across the waters of my own life thinking nothing is certain, anything can happen, but I can't make this on my own and nothing here can satisfy me. So this is my prayer on the day before my birthday that Christ's love would be all that I need, that even when things are not the way I would have them, his presence would be enough. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I wonder if they were, um, you know, like, in this, like, were they in the studio recording the album at that time? And this is something that just happened away, away from that. You think? I think so. And I think this other quote um, kind of talks about that because he was with Charlie Peacock. Okay. So that's the second quote here. He said, "This was a really, really tough time for me. Recording the album was tough. So yeah, I think it was kind of like his last one of the last okay. songs added." Um, he says, "A lot of things didn't go the way we wanted them to." a real growing time uh, being away from home for three months and the feeling of not being able to express what I wanted to in music. Um, the feeling that you have these songs inside you, but you couldn't get them out was a really tough thing to do. So let that be enough was kind of a song of desperation, a calling out to God to be living and active in my life. I wrote the song after lunch, played it for Charlie Peacock. And he said, that's it. And we recorded <laughs> it in like the second take. <laughs> wow. He said we added background vocals and keys, and that was it. Uh, we wrote we rewrote the song "New Way to Be Human" about forty three different times and recorded it again and again and again. But this one was finished in like three hours. Wow, that's that's pretty wild. <laughs> that, that's my big trifecta on the album is is "New Way to Be Human" and "Only Hope." And 
and let that be enough. So it's pretty interesting how one was like lightning in a bottle and the other one was, you know, meticulously picked at. Mm -hmm. And that's so interesting. I loved just one of the many things I love about the band is when they can kind of give you a peek behind the curtain at the, the process. And um, they've mentioned how some songs are worth fighting for and they take years and then others are just this quick thing. And, and I, and he says, they're just kind of given to you sometimes. It's not even your own fingerprints. Um, Mm -hmm. So I absolutely love it. Um, How, I guess this question is kind of introspective, but like, how do you, like, do you have any tips for how you like personally do that and live out the truth of, of this song of just that, that awareness of like, let that be enough that God loves me. And, um, is there anything that you, you do personally that helps? Um, I mean, I think, uh, I think daily prayer and, you know, time in the word reminding, you know, yourself of those things. I have a, a sheet hung on my bathroom of Bible verses that I feel like I need to see every day to remind me of things like, like this. And so, Every day I'll see those and sometimes I'll gloss over them. But um, the days when I notice, you know, and and stop and take the time and think about it is is really helpful. Um, I've started doing uh, some some meditation with um, someone on on YouTube. I can't remember the name who uh, you meditate over scripture and things like that. And that's that's really helped me to to pause and. To, to think on on what really matters yeah that is a great idea for sure that and as you mentioned you know at times music obviously listen to this song or others that uh that mean a lot to you i um i think i've mentioned on one episode of this podcast but i have a, a spotify playlist that's songs from god's perspective and that's always helped me because mm. um, john has written a few of those um, but just like all these different artists that it's basically God singing to you. So that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool thing to do as well. That's a great idea. So do you feel, you know, as, as far as loving, um, loving music, loving CCM, uh, put you on the spot a little bit. Who who do you think is maybe someone that's underrated other than falling up that uh, people don't talk about nearly enough and they should. Um, there's a band called My Epic. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them or not. Um, yeah. On Face Down Records, they they're kind of heavy, um, post hardcore kind of stuff. But I think uh, Aaron Stone's a, a brilliant lyricist. Um, there's a a singer songwriter Benjamin Daniel, who just put out a new album, and that's he's a he's another you know great lyricist. Songs really get in your heart. I'm honestly if if let that be enough is one of your favorite Switchwit songs, then you need to check out Benjamin Daniel because his stuff is all kind of in that vein. Nice. Um, Medical Morning is one of my favorites. It's a uh, kind of a shoe shoegaze dream pop worship artist. Um, those are those are some of my favorites right now. Yeah. And uh, do you have certain genres or styles like that are more for? Uh like road trips or weather or current emotion, or is it just kind of like whatever I feel like today I pop it in? Um, I get, um, I get 
fixated on working on lists and <laughs> tournaments and things like that. A lot of times I'll listen to just whatever I'm thinking about for those things. Um, you know, I have, I have, uh, uh, notifications for when new music comes out from artists I like, and I'll always check those out when they come out. Um, but yeah, I kind of just go with the flow. Um, not usually real weather based. There's a few that as soon as it, the weather starts getting cold or starts getting warm out that I'll gravitate towards, but it's yeah. really just kind of whatever I'm thinking about that day. And one final question I had is, do you ever feel like the people like, obviously online is a tough place sometimes with people just, you know, negative and whatever, but a lot of people making fun of the genre and you feel like a lot of times in your experience when they make fun of CCM or whatever kind of genre that you just want to say, like, you're not really listening to the good stuff. Like you're only listening <laughs> to a couple, you know, you flip on the radio or something and you hear a couple songs and they sound a certain way, but let me show you the good stuff. Right. <laughs> oh yeah i want to do that all the time um especially you know today it's mostly worship music that that people hear when they think of of christian music which a lot of that i think is great for church services it's just um not real representative of the music that people like to listen to yeah on on their own time i think or to think about you know critically and creatively and things like that um i think there's there's a lot more out there than than people service level think yeah well if you're listening to this out there and you're kind of stuck on what kind of new music should i listen to um you know eric would be a great resource reach out to him reach out to me as another music lover um you could even tell us uh just a type like another band that you like and we'll probably have a good eight to ten uh you know christian bands that uh kind of fit that and uh it's a lot of fun to talk about and discover new music along the way so um Appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, everyone should check out iNeverGlow.com um, as well as the same for your uh, Twitter handle. And what's coming up next? You said more attorneys. Yeah, um, I'm kind of, I don't know, a lot of my free time, I'm kind of thinking about cool, uh, you know, CCM stuff. I'm always thinking about music. That's my that's my hobby. So I'm just being more uh, upfront with, with putting whatever I'm thinking about out there and Tournaments and lists and all those kinds of things are, are always on my mind. Love it. Look forward to more and more chats online. So thanks again for coming on. Have a great oh, day. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So this next one I think we're doing uh, takes them way back. I think John Foreman was like 22 years old when he wrote this, so a long time ago. Off their second record. It's a really good tune called Let That Be Enough. I had what I needed to be on my own Cause I feel so defeated and I'm feeling alone And it all feels so helpless and I have no plan I'm a plane in the sunset with nowhere to land all I see, it could never make me happy. All my sand castles spend their time collapsing. Let me know that you hear me. 
Let me know your touch. Let me know that you love me. And let that be enough. It's my birthday tomorrow. No one here could know. I was actually born this May. 35 years ago. And I forget the words here, but. <laughs> Never make me happy. Go back to verse one there. <laughs> Spend their time collapsing. Let me know that you hear me. Let me know your touch. Let me know that you love me. And let that be enough. Let me know that you hear me. Let me know your touch. Let me know that you love me. Let that be enough. 